Last week, I talked all about our sleep story, what our sleepless nights looked like, what we did about it, and how that changed once I became a sleep consultant. In a nutshell, when I had my oldest, I had certainly heard of sleep training, but the only thing I knew about sleep training was that you had to lay your baby down, walk away, and let them cry until they fell asleep. You probably know this as the cry it out method. And that's just what we did. But when we had our second, I knew I couldn't do 10 months of sleepless nights again, but I also didn't want to do the cry it out method again. There had to be another way. That led me into the world of sleep consulting. And guess what? Yes, the cry it out method is absolutely a sleep training method out there. And there are other options. So in this episode, we'll talk about the four sleep training methods. Hey there, I'm Lauren Engler, your fellow mom friend and pediatric sleep consultant of Via Graces. This is a place where you'll learn all the sleep tips and tricks so you feel equipped to navigate the ups and downs of your little one's sleep. You'll also get an inside look at our family's life as I share the real joys and tougher moments of parenting. So whether you're nap trapped, driving to daycare pickup, or you're enjoying a solo evening walk, my goal is for this podcast to be another reminder that when it comes to most things in parenting, All it takes is a plan and a whole lot of grace. I'm so glad you're here. I often say that sleep training is a process and we get to choose which method to use for this process. So let's dive into the four sleep training methods, the pros and cons of each one, and which ones we use here at Via Graces. First, the no cry method. The no cry method, or what I refer to as the pick up, put down method, is when you essentially lay your baby down, pick them up as soon as they cry, rock and cuddle them, lay them back down, and repeat until they're asleep. With the no cry method, some people even feed or rock their babies to sleep, lay them down, then slightly wake them so the baby can put themselves back to sleep in their crib. I use the pick up, put down method with newborns. However, once babies approach the four month mark and their sleep cycles adjust, we no longer use the pick up, put down method as it doesn't match a baby's sleep needs and the goal of independent sleep. There are sleep consultants out there who specialize in using a no cry method and it clearly really works for them. But my understanding is that it can take months for a baby to become an independent sleeper this way. So it's not a method we use at Via Graces. The pros of the no cry method. This sleep training method is great for parents who want little to no crying in the sleep training process and who have the time and stamina to carry out a longer method. The cons of the no cry method. Because the no cry method requires so much hands-on support, it generally takes several weeks to months before seeing success. Next, we have the chair method. The chair method or the stay in the room method is when you start the sleep training process with a chair in your child's room and you stay in that chair supporting and comforting your child until they fall asleep. Then over a set period of time, you slowly move the chair out of the room and eventually aren't in there at all anymore. When done correctly and paired with an appropriate schedule and routines, the chair method usually takes about one, maybe two weeks, depending on the age of the child, to see success. We most often start by using the chair method when we work one-on-one with families. The pros of the chair method. The chair method allows for quite a bit of parent interaction during the sleep training process. Parents are able to provide comfort using occasional voice, touch, and potentially some pickups without doing the actual work of putting their little one to sleep. 
This sleep training method does involve crying or some sort of protest as that's a baby and child's main way of communicating that they don't understand a change or they don't like a change and that's okay. They're welcome to have feelings. But with this method, the parent is there the whole time to support them. This is a great sleep training method for parents who only have one child, who have a partner at home who can help take care of the other children, or whose older children are able to, to watch some screen time or play independently while the parent tends to their sibling. This is also a great method for toddlers or older children in an open bed as it allows for parents to ensure boundaries and expectations are being followed. The cons of the chair method. This sleep training method requires a parent to be in their child's room the entire time they're falling asleep, which also includes night wakings. This is tiring for an already tired parent. Another challenge with a chair method is that for some babies, having the parent in there actually provides too much stimulation, making it even harder to fall asleep. Similarly, some parents have a harder time being in the room and hearing their child cry so closely. Finally, this sleep training method can also be kind of a slippery slope as it's easy to simply pat your little one all the way to sleep, for example, because you're already in there and they're just so close to sleep. The third sleep training method is check and console. The check and console method, also known as controlled crying or what we refer to as leave and check, is when you lay your baby or toddler down, say goodnight, walk out of the room, and then intermittently come back for a brief check-in to provide comfort and support. And then you repeat this system of leaving the room and coming back for a check-in until your little one is asleep. With older kids, sometimes this looks like saying, mommy's going to go get a drink of water and then I'll come back and check on you. Or daddy's going to put the dishes away and I'll be back to say goodnight. Older kids especially do well knowing that the length of time mom or dad is leaving is finite. They know that getting a drink of water, going to the bathroom, or putting the dishes away is fairly quick, and having that reassurance that mom or dad is coming can be helpful. This sleep training method often involves crying or protest as well. However, as a parent does timed checks, they're still able to provide brief comfort using voice and touch, maybe pick up if helpful. And when done using an age-appropriate schedule and routines, this method usually works within a week or so. We often use this sleep training method as well. Even if a family starts with the chair method, we wrap it up using leave and check. Similarly, if kids who have already been sleep trained are going through a regression or are having a tough night, leave and check is the method that we at Via Graces will fall back on. The pros of check and console. The check and console method allows parents to still give their child physical comfort and support throughout the sleep training process, but it also gives their child space to learn to self-soothe. It also gives the parents some space for being right next to their child's cries. This is a great sleep training method for parents who have other children at home and therefore can't stay in the room with their little one the entire time it takes to fall asleep. It also works well for parents who are comfortable with more crying, yet still want to provide some physical support throughout the sleep training process. This sleep training method is also great for little ones who are way too stimulated by having someone in the room with them the entire time. The cons of check-in console. As with most areas of parenting, consistency is key. And with this sleep training method, some parents have a tough time remaining consistent with the time check-ins. Maybe they go in sooner or they stay in a little bit longer. And like anything in parenting, consistency is key in helping a child learn to sleep. At this point, you might be wondering, is this the same as the Ferber method? Yes, the Ferber method is one way to do check and console. The biggest difference on our end, however, is that the Ferber method changes the time between each interval, which I kind of find to be confusing. 
So when we use leave and check with families, we use consistent intervals of time from the get-go. Now finally, the extinction method. The extinction method is also known as the cry it out method. When following this sleep training method, you lay your baby down, say goodnight, and don't go back in until morning, no matter what. When this sleep training method is done using age-appropriate schedules and routines, parents see success within a few days. This is not a sleep training method we recommend when working one-on-one with families. If parents have previously used the cried out method and would like to continue doing so, we generally do a modified leave and check method using longer intervals between check-ins to even just check for a dirty diaper. And just as a quick side note about the cried out method, this should never be used with newborns as they do not yet have the ability to self-soothe. Okay, the pros of the extinction method. This sleep training method can work really well in just a couple of days, and it does not require the parent to respond at certain intervals or while sitting in a chair in the room. So in a sense, it's easy to remain consistent. You simply don't respond until morning. The cons of the extinction method. This is often the toughest sleep training method for parents because it's so hard to hear your little one cry and not respond which also means it's really hard to remain consistent with the extinction method and consistency is key when it comes to sleep training. What we definitely don't want to happen is you plan to have your baby cry it out, but after 30 minutes, you rock or feed them to sleep. It's really not fair to your baby because why would you let them cry for so long if you're just gonna put them to sleep? It's also not fair for you because if you try again the next night, your baby's stamina, for lack of better term, will likely be higher as they can expect that you'll eventually just come in and put them to sleep. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. Is the cry it out method wrong? I'm going here because this is so important. While the cry it out method certainly isn't for everyone, it is okay to choose this method for your child and family, and you are still a wonderful and loving parent who can still have an amazing attachment with your little one. All too often, people bash this sleep training method, and I'm here to say that while it's not my favorite, it is an option, and it works when done correctly. It's what we did with our oldest. We didn't know there were other options, and it worked, and it's worked for many other families as well. So how to choose an actual sleep training method? One of the many wonderful things about parenting is that you get to decide what's best for your child and your family. And all of the above sleep training methods I explained are methods because they all have the possibility of working. So think about how your little one currently falls asleep. Do you rock or feed them to sleep or do you co-sleep? If so, the chair method would probably be my go-to as they're used to having you there and you're used to being there. If, however, you already leave the room as they fall asleep, it might be really confusing if you're all of a sudden in there as they're trying to fall asleep, so leave and check might be better. Or if your little one constantly gets out of bed at night, the chair method will be helpful to help lay down some new boundaries and instill those as they're falling asleep. Or if the thought of sitting right next to your baby and hearing them cry sounds awful, you'd rather leave the room and do timed checks, then go with leave and check. When approaching sleep training, whether doing it yourself or hiring a sleep consultant, make sure you're comfortable with the sleep training method you'll be using. Because again, I keep saying this, consistency is key to sleep training success. When I see families who have already tried sleep training and it quote unquote didn't work, it's almost always because they didn't have a plan. They tried for a day or two, it didn't work, so they gave up. This happened to us a million times. 
or they tried and tried, remained consistent, but their schedule was off. So their child was way too tired or not tired enough, or their routines were consistent, but not supportive of independent sleep. So it just wasn't working. So while yes, the method you choose is important, it's also important that all of the other puzzle pieces are in place, environment, schedule, routine, etc. Put those pieces together with the sleep training method and that's where we see success. And of course, don't forget the grace. Sleep training can be hard. It can feel uncomfortable for a couple days, but remain consistent, give yourself grace, you will get there. If you're listening to this and want to better understand those other pieces to the puzzle, our A to Z classes are a great fit for you. You will learn all about newborn, baby, and big kid sleep so you can make the best choice for your little one and family. And if you're listening to this and just want someone to walk you through step by step what to do first, then next, what about the night waking and naps the next day? What do we do when? Then our one-on-one coaching packages would be a great fit for you. Take a look at the show notes below to check out our A to Z classes and our one-on-one services. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode next week.